Welcome, welcome all <laughs> to another episode of your favorite podcast. Yeah, What's this so is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun to make sure my hat's on straight. Seems to keep being crooked. Anyways, Targo, what you drinking? I'm drinking a Titan Cider Works Raspberry Cider. Wife wanted one, but she didn't want to drink the whole thing because they are in gigantic bottles. So here I am. Now is it is it say, Titan? It is my favorite. Is it Titan or is it Teton? Titan. There's an E in there, buddy. Yeah, so does the word tie, like a address. Tie, tie. fighter? Or a tie, tie fighter. fighter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real here. Speak of the tie yeah, fighter. <laughs> I know. Where's my Star Wars shirt? Star? Star. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting off track. Uh I am drinking. Blake Beer Pilsner from Lumberbeard. Uh, this one, it's been so cold in Spokane and just gloomy. I just want it to be sunny already. So I'm going to drink my feelings in a beer that makes me wish it was sunny outside. So I'll cheers to that, man. Cheers to that. All right. Those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media sites, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Check out our Facebook group. Join the discussion. Let us know what you feel about some of our opinions because they may or may not be right or wrong. Let us know. Check out our YouTube channel. Make sure to like, subscribe, turn on the bell notifications. Check out our podcast on every major podcast I guess app, channel, platform, yeah, platform, whatever the kids do these days. Uh, and then check out our Redbubble because we have some pretty awesome merch on there. Uh, and it also contributes to helping us continue doing this. Which we because love. Because we love it <laughs> and we want to see that you guys enjoy it. So support us. All right. Today... We are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics because not everybody can win a Ballon d'Or. So these are the best players to never win one. Now, a little bit of history for those of you who don't know what the Ballon d'Or is. The French Football Federation, FFF, puts out a trophy every year which solidifies as the best player in the world. It's highly controversial because it's the French Football Federation, not FIFA. Uh, And until 1995, it was only documented Europeans, which is weird. Yeah, and then FIFA and UEFA also have their own best player. Yeah. Those don't mean anything. Only the the Ballon d'Or. Leave it to the French. That's all I got to say. Okay. Targo. We got a list of players. I know our top five are the exact same. So let's talk about them first before we start going back and forth about better players. All right. So we got the the obvious, right? 1995, both of these players had already been finished playing. It's a whole hoopla. Pele, rest in peace, um, was never eligible. It's It's a shame. Yeah. Um, he got a commemorative one 
in 95. But, <laughs> I mean, the man was named by Brazil as a Brazilian treasure. Um, so he was never allowed to leave. So he only ever played in Brazil and never won a Ballon d'Or. It's been said he could have won seven. Probably, honestly. Yeah. He's got three World Cups. He does. Um, And still to date, in my opinion, he's the very first superstar there ever was. Definitely probably the biggest soccer playing name anyone knows. Like You can go up to someone on the street and you can say, hey, do you know who Pele is? And they'll know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much there's four names that anybody you would walk up to nowadays would know who it is. I mean, you got Pele, Maradona, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi. Speaking of the next one, who's got a pretty badass middle name, like someone else I know, (laughs) Diego Armando Maradona. God, was he fun to watch? He was so good, man. He was so fun to watch. You're not wrong. I mean, just his passing, his dribbling, his first touch. I mean, the videos on YouTube are endless. I remember his warm-ups where he would just kick the ball, you know, 20, 30 feet in the air and just juggle it. That's how he juggled it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. I dare you want to go try that. It's it's not easy. He makes it look easy, but it's not. So, yeah, he was just amazing. Took Napoli to their first title. In the Serie A, he has his own World Cup. I mean, he's famous for other reasons as well, <laughs> for his off-the-field antics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got arguably one of the greatest goals ever scored against England. And also one of, arguably one of the most controversial goals ever scored. Yeah, the hand of God. Um, yeah, French Football Federation came out and said he should have won two Ballon d'Ors. Granted, unlike Pele, he was up against a lot more, like, solid competition that are still to date considered all-time greats. Yeah. So. All right. Next up, we got Ferenc Puskas. I mean, the man has an award named after him for the best goal of the year. But yet he never won a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Yeah. Came in second, 1960. Mm-hmm. So he was close. You know, he but has yeah. an Olympic gold. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He took his team to a World Cup final. He's the seventh top goal scorer of all time. And he's got three European Cups in a row, along mm-hmm. with five La Liga championship trophies. So definitely yeah, decorated I mean, player. But he's yeah, considered a legend for Real Madrid and Hungary. Um, I don't know how he never won. And he's a European. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. That one's crazy. Speaking of Europeans, Paolo Maldini, arguably the best defenseman in the history of the world. That... Came He's in second there, in 94, sure. second in 95 for the FIFA Player of the Year. He's got seven Serie A titles, five European Cups. 
I mean, he's got the same amount of European Cups as Bayern Munich, Liverpool, and more than Barcelona and Manchester United. Yeah, man, he's definitely a legend. I mean, he actually held the uh, record for the most appearances until 2020 when uh, Gigi Buffon beat him. He had 647 appearances as an outfield player. It's insane. It's wild. Yeah. And he, he retired at 41 and winning a total of 26 trophies. Yeah, how he never won a Ballon d'Or. I mean, it's it goes the age old saying. And I hate defenders. it. Defenders, defenders, and goalies don't get the credit that they deserve. They really no. don't. They don't play the flashy foot, flashy football that people love to watch, so they don't get recognized as much. And he played left back and center back. Yeah, uh, he started for AC Milan at the ripe age of sixteen. Until he left them ultimately in his what mid late thirties, yeah. What a playing career! All right. Lastly, in our top five is uh, both of our favorite player. <laughs> this guy right here, Thierry Henry. Uh, probably in the most controversial Ballon d'Or selection I've ever witnessed. He came in second in 2003 to a guy who had no business winning. Yeah, Nedved, right? Yeah. Honestly, I think he was more robbed in the 2006 one, but. But yeah, both of them. I mean, he definitely was an electrifying player during the early 2000s. Set the Premier League on fire. He was always the top goal scorer. Taking Arsenal to Premiership titles, FA Cups, has a World Cup, Champions League final. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how he didn't win one. He got robbed in two. So yeah, man, he was he was incredible. I mean, he was named the Footballer Writers Association. Player of the Year, a record three times. Uh, he's got 228 goals in all competitions for Arsenal, their top goal scorer. He's won the Golden Boot in England a record four times. He's been, been named the French Player of the Year a record five times. He won the treble with Barca. He has a World Cup in 98 and a Euro in 2000. Was France's record goal scorer until this last World Cup when Olivier Giroud beat him. But yeah, that 2006 one, man, that one hurts me. Got to a World Cup final, got to a Champions League final, and loses out to Cannavaro and Buffon. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's 2003 um, where he got robbed the most. Um, Neve played for Juventus. They won the same amount of trophies. Henri had one of the greatest years in the history of football. I. It's just... And he's French. That's what doesn't make sense to me. It's a French Football Federation's trophy that they hand out, and they didn't give it to a French guy. And he holds the record for French Player of the Year. Yeah. And until this year, the record goal scorer for, or last year, technically, I guess, uh, record goal scorer for France. Yeah. And probably one of the most electrifying players to ever grace the pitch. 
silky smooth. Yeah. And uh, arguably the best facial expressions in all of football. So, <laughs> Guy definitely made some great memes, that's for sure. OTT. All right. Now let's get into the fun part. We both have, what, 13 or 14 each? We've done five. We have 13 each. But none of the rest are the same. So let's go back and forth. Let's name some all-time greats. Let's have some fun with this. All right. Go so ahead. I'm going in no particular order, by the way. That's fine. But I'll start with uh, another defender I feel like was one of the greatest of all time, especially at his position, and that was Philip Lahm. Yeah. Defender for Bayern Munich. He's a fullback. He won a treble with Bayern Munich, whom he captained, and he also captained the 2014 Germany team that won the World Cup. I mean, the guy was Mr. Consistent. I forget how many games he went without a yellow card or committing a foul. I forget some crazy stat like that. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, it was an entire season. Yeah, without committing a foul or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Definitely not getting a card. I, I know that. And so, I mean, the guy was just... And he was very professional, too, the way he carried himself, which is why he was captain of Bayern Munich and the German national team. And, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic defender. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's arguably one of the best outside backs in the history of world football. Um, he's I would fantastic. definitely say top five, for yeah. sure. Top five right back. He's fantastic. Um, and he also played in I, the midfield. Versatile player. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one well, of mine. I, I'm i going to go with – let's see, where do I start? I'll go with an Italian. I'm going to go defense as well. Franco Baresi. This guy, I mean, he played before, you know, most of his career before either one of us were born. But he was – an AC Milan and Italy defensive legend, backbone of one of the great European teams in AC Milan. He only ever played for them. Um, he kind of got robbed by his teammates. Came in second in 1989 to his teammate, Marco Van Basten. Captain Milan to the first of his three European Cups that season. Um, he also won the six Serie A titles in the 82 World Cup. But it yeah. was because of Van Basten that he never won a Ballon d'Or. So, yeah, honestly, he's one that I saw on your list. So I left him off mine because, yeah, he has to get a mention. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's one of the greatest defenders of all time. But it's. I mean, that's just what you get with the amount of skill and the amount of great players to come out of Europe. Who you got? Who do I got? All right. I'm going to go with another midfielder, fantastic midfielder. I would say single-handedly won his country a World Cup in overtime. That is Andreas Iniesta. 
man, was he a fantastic midfielder for Barcelona. He came in second in 2010 behind Messi. And then he came in third in 2012 behind Messi and Ronaldo. But man, he won two trebles with Barca in 2009-2015. He's got a total of 35 trophies, including nine La Liga titles and four Champions League trophies. Like I said, man, he scored that winning goal in the 2010 World Cup. He won the Euros in 2012 with Spain. And get this, he was a man of the match in both of those finals. And was also player of the tournament in 2012. (laughs) So it's just, he did amazing things with both Spain and Barcelona. And honestly, if it wasn't for Messi or Ronaldo, probably would have a Ballon d'Or. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, if Pele Maradona, I guess Pele Maradona never won, but if Messi and Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, if they weren't considered, this list changes dramatically. Yeah. But they've dominated the last 15 years. So it's good to see other people starting to come out and top them for these trophies. But, you know, it is, yeah. I, think, I think this year might be uh, Messi's again. Unfortunately. That World Cup, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. For me, I'm just because you keep saying the position i'm just gonna match positions <laughs> okay why not i'm gonna go with frank reichard missed out because of teammates again he really did i mean if he didn't have those teammates man i think he would have got one yeah <sighs> he was runner up three times to Van Basten, Rudgulit, and I mean, 87, 88, and 89, top three. Crazy. So good. I mean, I don't understand how he didn't win one, but again, it's up. It's because of his Dutch teammates. He had a good coaching career too with Barcelona. He did. He did. Um, but man, was he fun to watch. So, yeah, he was a great player for sure. So, moving on to another midfielder. You know, this midfielder, I would say he's not flashy like some of these players, but anyone who knows the game of football knows that this man was a genius, and that is Andrea Pirlo. Man, was he good. He didn't have the best stats. But like I said, if you understand football, you just you know how good he was. Definitely renowned for his vision, technique, creativity, passing, his free kicks. He finished in the top 10 for voting three times in his career. I mean, he's got six Serie A's, two Champions Leagues. And in 2006, he won the World Cup. But man, could this guy dictate and control a game. He just knew how to make the flow of the game go through him and he could play it at whatever pace he wanted. It was his toy to play with and he played with it how he wanted. Yeah, I mean... Fantastic player. He's the quintessential definition of the world is your oyster, isn't he? Yeah. 
Like, yeah, he, he just was amazing, man. I loved watching him he play. He might be the silkiest and smoothest player I've ever watched. In my and he played life. until he was ancient, too, and he was still yeah. just top quality. Kind of reminds me of, of Modric, kind of reminds me of him a little bit. A little bit, especially with the hair. But then, and yeah, the he was just nose. calm, always. Like, he never looked like he was in a hurry or flustered on the field. Just always cool, calm, collected, pick out Nonchalant. a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Dinkin passes left, right, center. But yeah, Andrea Pirlo, man. I loved watching him play. So fun to watch. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to go with a Liverpool legend. Was a legend as a coach, legend as a player. Kenny Dalglish. Can't believe he didn't win one, man. I don't either. Uh, granted, his playing career was well before we were born. Most of it, at least. Uh, he was runner-up in 83, only to succumb to Michel Platini's three successive Ballon d'Ors. And that's the closest he ever got. Yeah, he a tough won <laughs> six Platini. league titles, three European Cups, and is considered one of the greatest players to ever come out of Great Britain. So good. And not to mention, probably the best Liverpool jerseys of all time. <laughs> I love yeah, those he jerseys. was a fantastic player, for sure. Fantastic player. I love watching his highlight reels. I can't say I loved watching him play because I never saw it. But man, was he a good coach as well. It's ruthless. So, yeah. Kenny Dalglish. What a man. Yeah. All right. Well, my next one, Stryker from the Premier League. He is the record goal scorer in the Premier League with 260 goals. And that is Mr. Alan Shearer. He did come in third in 1996. Some of his other accolades, he's won the Premier League with Blackburn, was the Golden Boot winner three years straight. He has an FA Cup with Newcastle, and was the first of two players inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Man, could this guy find the back of the net. With? Who was the other one in the Premier League Hall of Fame? Oh, that I don't know. Was it Henri? Yeah, it was TT. Go figure. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man, he could score a goal. And it wasn't just tap-ins, you know. He was scoring bangers from outside the box. Some beautiful volleys, some just dribbling solo goals. It, he was fun. He definitely had a couple of injury-plagued seasons. But obviously that didn't stop him. Definitely think he could have gone to a, a big club. But did fantastic things with Newcastle and Blackburn. But yeah, man, Alan Shearer. I mean, how how do you not win a blown door when you're the record goal scorer in the Premier League? I don't know. It's baffling to me. Um, I mean, I always have a special place in my heart for those players that stick with the teams that they're loyal to. Yeah. Especially, you know, teams like Newcastle and Blackburn. Like, props to him. And he took them, those teams, single-handedly to new heights. He did. Those goals he scored, yeah. So, I, 
when you have a player that takes that elevates teams that highly for that long, there's no reason why he shouldn't win a Ballon d'Or. I I don't know. I feel like players that play on teams like that don't ever get the recognition that they should. And Alan and he's Shearer, always considered. I mean, He's considered he's always, one of the best players of all time. Yeah, one he's considered one of the best of strikers in the Premier League. Not just the Premier League, but the world. But yeah, the closest he came was in third. Yeah, it's a travesty. Makes no sense to me. All right, speaking of strikers in the Premier League, I'm going to go with Luis Suarez. The Uruguayan. Luis Suarez. I mean, he should have won the Ballon d'Or in the 2013-2014 season because of what he did for Liverpool, which is why ultimately that he got his he had, to Barcelona, but he was so good. But he had to play second fiddle to Messi. That's pretty much what it comes down to, yeah. yeah. That's what it comes down to. Kind of similar Not to that. Not just Iniesta. at Liverpool, but at Barcelona. I mean, it, he is considered one of the best strikers Barcelona has ever had, and yet he still has less goals than Messi for Barcelona. I I feel bad for him. He's a part of probably and arguably – one of the greatest strike for, front three strike forces that has ever graced the earth in MSN, Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. They were unstoppable. They were, man. He was such a good player. I remember watching him for Liverpool. He scored some worldies for Liverpool, too. Oh, yes. Wasn't I mean, like I, tap-ins. He was volleys. Oh, no. I mean, scribbling around players. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I can think of any tap ins that he had, unless it was he dribbled around a goalie and then tapped it in. Like that's that's how good he was. Like he just scored from everywhere. It was amazing. I think um, he left Liverpool after the bite. I think that's what caused it because he got suspended for quite a while. Yeah, I was gonna say. He will forever be known for his off-the-field antics, or on-the-field antics. They were on the field. Off-the-ball antics is what I meant. Guy's a cannibal. <laughs> yeah. Um, he liked to bite players, and he had an overbite to match it. Uh, still, though, he's got all of my respect, and I think that he should have at least won one, and it's a travesty that he didn't. Yeah. But that's what I mean, you that- get when you're going up against arguably the greatest player of all time. The kind of cherry on the cake, too, is when Barcelona sold him to Atletico, and then he goes and wins the title with Atletico, yeah. being an integral part of that team. Yeah. So, who you got next? Another Barcelona striker. <laughs> the Cameroonian, Samuel Eto. Yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, he also played for Barca. He came in third in 2005. But man, he won back-to-back Champions Leagues with two separate clubs. With Barcelona, leaves Barca, goes to Inter Milan, wins the Champions League with that Inter Milan team, who also won the treble that year. Yeah, the Jose Mourinho. Coach, Jose Mourinho. Inter, yeah. 
Yeah. But he's also scored in two Champions League finals. He's won the African Player of the Year a record four times. But yeah, the back he had back-to-back trebles. So he had a treble with Barca and then and goes and gets another treble with Inter, with Inter Milan. Yeah. That's wild, man. Like, that is wild. He's also Cameroon's all-time top goal scorer and all-time top goal scorer in the Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah. The guy considered, was... A, considered by most to be the greatest player to ever come out of Africa. I would say he is. Yeah. I mean, I him, mean George Trump, Weah, I, yeah, yeah, Torre. I understand he's the only African to ever win a Ballon d'Or. But I, I think you're on to something. I, between him and Didier Drogba, I, I think Eto probably sneaks past Drogba, but those two, oh my God. I don't. There's not much separating them, and they are amazing footballers. I just remember him and Ronaldinho at a Barcelona man. They were just, what a duo. And Messi. Little baby Young Messi. Messi, yep. Young Messi. Little long haired baby Messi. Not even wearing the number ten. I think he was wearing number seventeen. Was <laughs> it? Or can... thirty. It might have been thirty. Might have been thirty, you're right. I think yeah. you're right, it was thirty. Yeah. Good job. I was Him on his you. growth hormones. That's how many <laughs> shots he was getting a day. It was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sem- Semoleto, man, what a goal scorer. I will say a little bit of downfall when he came to the Premier League, played for Chelsea, but like I said, back-to-back trebles, man. That's insane. Yeah. With two different clubs. With two different clubs. Yeah. I I don't know if anybody else has ever done that. It's wild. I haven't done my research to look it up, but I can't imagine that there's more than one. It's not a big list, that's for sure. No. no it's very short. If so, yeah, Simoleto. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little biased. But yeah, the bias is not for when he played for Arsenal. I'm going to go Dennis Burkamp. Dennis Burkamp, the maestro. He came in the Ballon d'Or running before Arsenal signed him. So it's not nothing to do with his Arsenal days. Came in third in 92, second in 93. Uh, he was set to win the Ballon d'Or in 94. And then the Netherlands exited the World Cup in the quarterfinals in the USA by Brazil. And then a Brazilian won the Ballon d'Or. Ronaldo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel bad for him because right after that, he moved to Arsenal, won three Premier Leagues, four FA Cups. But, man, I don't know if I've ever seen a player besides Maradona with a silkier touch on the ball. You literally took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, he has one of the best first touches I've ever seen. Yes. Besides Maradona, I would rank him second. Just some balls that I've ever seen. Ping to him, and he just plucks it right out of the air, man, and it doesn't move. It stays right there on his foot. And he's still... To date, has the most played goal for a Premier League team. And I believe that was against Newcastle, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He also had if one of the weirdest clauses. It out, please do. He also had it one of the is weirdest. pure magic. It is and great. You Go watch, check it out. If you watch his Arsenal 100 video, you get his whole story behind it. 
And he didn't even know what he was doing. So, <laughs> But he also had that. one of the weirdest clauses in his contract, man. Yes. Yes, he did. He wouldn't fly in an airplane. That was in his contract with Arsenal. So on Champions League games that were away, Dennis Burkamp wasn't there because he wouldn't fly in an airplane. Nope. <laughs> Which was Arsenal's downfall. Also. That's why he didn't win the the trophy Probably. in the balloon. Yeah. I was surprised that he made it to the United States for the World Cup, to be honest with you. Yeah. Which might have been why they exited at the quarterfinal stage. because That would have been a long drive from... <laughs> or a boat ride. Or I mean, a boat, yeah. even more nerve, nerve-wracking than an airplane. Just saying. Crossing the Atlantic. Yeah. Or the Pacific. I, either one. Uh, whatever way he decided the to go. From Europe. Probably. But... All depended on where the group games were, and I don't remember off the top of my head. So, <laughs> okay, all right, moving on down. I'm going a little bit older school again with a couple Brazilians. Uh, one of them's Romario. Okay, he did win the FIFA Player of the Year before the awards were combined in '95. But man. He scored over 500 goals. He claims to have scored over 1,000, of course. Those older players do. But he's he won the 1994 World Cup with Brazil. He was player of the tournament. And then in five seasons with PSV, he won the league three times, scoring, check this out, 165 goals in 167 games. That's insane. He's also the I fourth. I knew he was good, but what the hell? Yeah, incredible, right? And he's also yeah. the fourth highest goal scorer for Brazil, which those are some excellent players. Yeah. And he is now a politician in Brazil. Really? I yeah. I didn't know that. Good for him. But yeah, I what, love watching him play. So Yeah, his highlights are fun. I watched him in the 94 World Cup and he was one of my favorite players to watch. It was amazing. He was the star of the show. If it wasn't for a Roberto Baggio penalty kick, might the story might have been different. But yeah, he was amazing. And, and I think in '94, probably you know, aren't had... even on either one of our lists. Roberto Baggio, yeah. So, but yeah, I think if it's combined in '94, he might have won that one. Yeah, unfortunately, he was uh, not European, and it didn't nope. start till '95. So. All right. I let's see where should I go from here? I'm going to go to the opposite end of the park. Cuz I love my goalies. <laughs> I'm going to go with one of your favorites. Oliver Kahn. The Neanderthal himself. God, yeah, he is was one of my favorite good. goalies. He was so good. The antics, too, man, to go with it. Yes. So for a little history lesson for a lot of people, only one goalie has ever won the Ballon d'Or. It was Lev Yashkin in 1963. Oliver Kahn finished third in the Ballon d'Or voting in both 2001 and 2002. Both years he won the Champions League. Runner-up in the World Cup in 2002. 
He got third in 2001. But he's the only goalie since 1976. And Ivo Viktor from Czechoslovakia to be voted into the top three, let alone three times. Oliver Kahn was a beast. He was an animal and probably the greatest shot stopper I've ever seen in my entire life. He was so fun, man. I love he was so Oliver Kahn. So fun. He was crazy. Just watching him. I mean, I don't even have to watch him for Bayern Munich. Just watch him. Just go. Go watch 2002 World Cup highlights. Yeah. yeah. Watch Oliver Kahn's antics. Oh, my goodness. He's one of the reasons Germany made it to that final. I would almost go he was the reason. <laughs> Holy crap. He was so good. But I digress. Oliver Kahn, arguably the best goalie to win, not win Ballon d'Or. I have another one. But I'm sure most of you can guess who it is. But we'll wait for that. Wait for that one? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go to my next one then. As I mentioned, Brazilian. That is Carincha. Mm. However you pronounce it. Yeah, I think you got it right. Something like that, yeah. His real name or is like a long name. at least you got it right in American. <laughs> yeah. In English? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was a fantastic player, man. He won the World Cup in 58 and 62. You know, in 62, Pele got injured. And Garincha was the man. He became the first player ever to win the Golden Ball, Golden Boot, and the World Cup. And fun fact, Brazil never lost a game while playing Pele and Garincha at the same time. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it really does. But he spent a lot of his career playing in Brazil. And he was also credited with inspiring the first Olays at football grounds. <laughs> and he was just, you know, he was an entertainer, man, with his dribbling and his skills. Fun to watch. But like I said, golden boot, golden ball and won the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, when I, Pele goes out injured. I mean, in any other World Cup after that. That person wins a Ballon d'Or every year. Yeah. Like I, it That's going to be messy pretty much this year, probably. Yeah, 100%. So, not to mention the French love Lionel Messi. So, okay. He didn't even have the golden boot. Speaking of players the French probably hate, uh, Sir Bobby Moore, 1966 World Cup winning captain. Y'all might know him because of the famous 1966 England photo. He's the guy holding the World Cup. Um, he was never even recognized with the Ballon d'Or during his career. But, I mean, he I guess the closest he ever came was second in 1970. But before that, he wasn't even on the voting ballot. That's why it makes sense. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, he's one of the set best center backs that has ever graced an England Jersey. And I, I don't understand 
in that day and age after winning a World Cup being the star besides maybe a George Best? Why he never won a, a Ballon d'Or? I don't. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I would tell you about highlight reels, but he's a defender in 1966 when there's not <laughs> very much video. So. So, yeah, before I get to my last one, I'm going to do my honorable mentions. Let's do that. So my honorable mentions, my first one is Wesley Snyder. Okay. I, I believe you were a big fan of his, weren't you? I was. I was. Um, only only for Inter Milan, though. So, yeah. After so this he was in left, 2010. different story. So in 2010, when he was playing with Inter Milan, he won the treble with Jose Mourinho. Made it to the World Cup final. But man, on the road to that World Cup final, he had goals in the round of 16, semifinal, and an assist. And an assist in the final on the way to winning the Champions League. So not the World Cup, sorry, the Champions League final. In the Champions I League knew final. I what you were talking about. I don't think our yeah. listeners did. He had yes. a goal in the round of 16, semifinal, and then assist in the final. But he was named the UEFA Midfielder of the Season. And yeah, he scored five goals in that 2010 World Cup, scoring in the quarter and semifinal. And he just had a fantastic year, man. Again, winning a treble, making it to the World Cup final. If, again, a Messi or Ronaldo aren't around, I think he maybe gets a nod for it. Yeah. Tough with Andreas Iniesta. But, yeah. And then another... Honorable mention would go to Zico, the Brazilian. Who, yeah, he's uh, on mine as well. Has to have the greatest Brazilian to never win the World Cup. Yeah. But yeah, he was a playmaker with an eye for goal. And uh, Pele actually said the closest player to come to him was Zico, <laughs> to being the best. Which is funny, because uh, I forget how to pronounce it, but Garincha? Yeah. It's funny that he would say Zico, not Garincha. I thought that too, yeah. yeah. And then some other notable ones, you know, obviously Zlatan Ibrahimovic. We know the career he's had. Been doing mm-hmm. it for, at this point, decades. Almost All over the what, world. 41 now? Yeah. You know, and then Didier Drogba, Eric Cantona, Franck Ribéry. I feel like Ribéry had a really good year when France made it to the final of that World Cup against Italy. I would say he's one of their most influential players in that World Cup, him and yeah. Zidane. But he did fantastic things with Bayern Munich, Cantona. Great you player could say for Manchester Robin United. As well, yeah. yeah, Robin. And then, yeah, Drogba, another African player. Did one of my favorite players to watch, honestly, for Chelsea. I hated watching him, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, whenever he played Arsenal, it's guaranteed a goal. Other than Harry Kane, he scored the most goals against Arsenal in the history of Arsenal. <laughs> but yeah, those are a couple of my honorable mentions, so I'll let you mention yours. All right, I went, one would argue, the easy route. I went old school South Americans. Yeah, that's why I tried to pick some newer players. Yeah. Um, ones that are so I'm going to save everyone the stats. I'm going to save everyone the, like, hey, go look at his highlight <clears> reel. You can, but I they're old, and I don't know if they have much of a highlight reel because I don't think video was invented for a lot of these guys. So 
Um, Socrates. Great player. Um, most people don't know a lot about him, but he was in the, I want to say late 60s, early 70s, mid 70s, all the way through 70s. Honestly, I don't know a lot about him either. I Yeah. I don't know a ton about him, but I do know that he's one of the best players of all time. Um, and it was well before I was born. Uh, Carlos Alberto. Don't know much about him. Around the same time, if I'm not mistaken, Brazilian as well. I believe he played with Zico. I'm not sure. Um, but the last guy I do know a lot about. Um, and he's arguably one of the greatest players in Argentinian football, Mario Kempis. He was a phenom before Maradona. And he was amazing to watch. If you can find video of him, please. Go watch it because he was a stud. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, he won a World Cup with Argentina. I don't know off the top of my head, but should have done more research. Anyways, off to our last one. Go ahead, Targa. So this last one, man, I feel like this guy had the biggest robbery for not winning the Ballon d'Or. Bigger than Thierry Henry. Really? This man should have won it in 2020, but it was canceled because of the pandemic. And that is Robert Lewandowski. Okay. I agree. Not this man. Not the most robbed, but I agree. I would say the most robbed. Yes. I agree. He should have won it. Yes. I also think he should have won it in 2021, but he finished second to Messi. He won the FIFA and UEFA men's player. I, I also think he should have won it over Benzema as well. But And then I didn't know this man, but this guy, he's probably one of the best strikers ever. Yep. Ever. He has scored so yep. many goals. So many. He has over 560 goals. Mm-hmm. He's got 10 Bundesliga titles, two with Dortmund mm-hmm. and eight with Bayern Munich. He won mm-hmm. a title every year he was at Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. That is wild. And then in the 2019, I believe in active players. If I'm not mistaken, he's third behind Messi and Ronaldo. No, not quite. I'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) But in 2019 and 20 for that season, he won the treble, was a top scorer in all three competitions. So in the Bundesliga, Champions League, and the BFB Pokal. Only Johan Cruyff is the other to achieve that. He's the top goal scorer for Poland, obviously, in the country he comes from. Clearly, yeah. But yeah, he is third for most international goals in Europe and ninth overall. He's won the European Golden Shoe in 2020. In 2020, 2021, 2021, 2022 season. He's been the Polish Footballer of the Year record 10 times. He's the third highest goal scorer in the Champions League behind Messi and Ronaldo. Um, he's been Bundesliga player of the season a record five times. He's second for most goals in the Bundesliga with 312 goals just behind Gerd Muller, mm-hmm. which makes him the leading foreign goal scorer. But he's got 312 goals. And we talk about Alan Shear being a legend. Alan Shear's got 260. Mm-hmm. 52 goals behind Robert Lewandowski. 
Yeah, that's insane, man. I mean, and then in 2015, he scored five goals in less than nine minutes against Wolfsburg, setting mm-hmm. a world record mm-hmm. for the Bundesliga as well as any major European football league. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that game. It was I insane. I remember because I started watching it and I watched him score two goals. And I went to the bathroom and I came back and he had five. Like, what? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. I missed I mean, three goals. Five goals in nine minutes, dude. Insane. And he's been the Bundesliga top goal scorer in seven seasons. In 2020 and 2021 season, he scored 41 goals, breaking the record held by Jordan Mueller. Mm-hmm. I remember that game because he had a very pleasant tribute to Jordan Mueller. Yeah, and then in the 1920 season, he scored in the opening 11 matches, breaking the record of eight. So in the first 11 games, he scored a goal in every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he holds the record for scoring four goals in under 15 minutes against uh, Red Star Belgrade in the Champions League. So it's the fastest in the Champions League. And he's also only one of two players to score four goals in multiple matches in the Champions League. The guy's a goal machine. I, I, I'm i going to guess the other player is Cristiano Ronaldo. Probably. I didn't look that up. Yeah. He has a Ballon d'Or. Well, I, w- I will say about your argument there that if I was a neutral listening to our arguments, I would probably rank Robert Lewandowski as number one based on your argument there. Because that I was would. fantastic. I mean, that was the fantastic. Guy's- he scored so many goals. I'm, I'm like, not talking about Robert Lewandowski. I'm talking about your argument. That was oh. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to not even attempt to trump that. But I'm going to go with a guy who most people would think also got robbed. Or at least I would. No, I don't um, think he did. Gigi That's good enough. Gigi Buffon. I, yeah. I don't think Cannavaro should have been in the top three. That's my opinion. Again, Henri should have won that one. GG. GG <laughs> should have won it. No. Um, and if not GG, it should have been Henri. Anyways, Gianluigi Buffon. Uh, behind Oliver Kahn or in front of him, either one. I mean, those two, in my opinion, are the two greatest goalies of all time. But um, he was the World Cup winning goalie in 2006. He got trumped by Fabio Cannavaro, who, in my opinion, came out of nowhere to win the Ballon d'Or. He shouldn't have won that. Uh, yeah, no. That one still irks me. Yeah. Um, I Between TT and Gigi, I don't care which one of them would have won it, but we'll both agree that Fabio Cannavaro should have been nowhere near that Ballon d'Or. He had a good season, don't get me wrong. Again, it's because Italy won the World Cup it that year. It wasn't the best season in the world for that year. It's because Italy won the care. World Cup, man. He also played for Juventus. Juventus won the Serie A. But he gets dinged because he's a goalie. I hate that. It's stupid. I think goalies should get more credit. I would say That's it's definitely it. the most difficult position on the field. 100%. Um, and Gigi has been doing it for almost 30 years now. Still going strong for Parma. He is. He's um, still playing. Yeah. I. He's one of my favorite goalies 
of all time to watch. His flowing hair. He looks like your stereotypical Italian. I would totally follow him anywhere to drink wine. <laughs> I I don't even care if I can understand old he what is. he's saying. What is he, 44? 45? 45. Yeah. And he's old as shit. <laughs> but he's still a fantastic goalie. I, yeah, playing for Parma. But... I understand why goalies don't get the credit they deserve because it is a position where you have longevity. Most goalies don't hit their prime until mid-30s, whereas outfield players are mostly retired by mid-30s. So, I GG for me, I, I love Gianluigi Buffon. He's a fantastic I, goalie, yeah. He's such a good goalie. I feel like, and I hate to say this, I feel like he's underrated. He's not underrated. By a lot of people. No. Everyone knows he's one of the greatest goalies. He is. But he also should have won a Ballon d'Or. Maybe not in 2006, but he's won multiple doubles. He has, I believe he's won a couple of trebles. I think the only thing he doesn't have, I don't think he has a Champions League. No. He doesn't. He's been in a couple finals. Yeah, he's he lost in he some finals. Um, but he has a World Cup. He does have a World Cup. So I, yeah. He has a World Cup. Oliver Kahn doesn't have a World Cup. Oliver Kahn's also never won either, so there you go. <laughs> Oliver Kahn has also won a Champions League, so I, yeah. Hence why they're both on my list, asshole. Uh, anyways, yeah, and on that note, that's all I got. Yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know which players uh, you think we should be putting on our list or should be giving some honorable mentions. Let us know in our Facebook group. You can also check us out on our TikTok, Instagram at Bruise and Banter. Again, we post content on all these socials. Sometimes they don't switch over, so you gotta you gotta subscribe to all of them, guys. <laughs> Check out the YouTube, subscribe, like, follow us on Spotify, give us five star five stars. We appreciate that. And of course, check out our Redbubble, our merch. Cause we want to keep doing this and we appreciate it. So that's all I got. All right. All right. So everyone, have a good one. Cheers. Till next time. Cheers. <laughs>